This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Athletic Greens, a complete whole food supplement with 75 plant-based ingredients working together to help with 11 different areas of your health. Learn more at athleticgreens.com slash no meat. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Health IQ, the life insurance company that advocates for the vegan and health-conscious lifestyles. That's right, Health IQ rewards us for our lifestyle choices. Head over to healthiq.com slash no meat to learn more about all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Doug, how many hours of sleep are you running on today? I think like uh, five and a half hours, but completely inconsistent. <laughs> and five and a half is solid with baby. Yeah, you know, not too the worst. There was no. uh, there was a two a.m. cry session, a four a.m. cry session, <laughs> and then at six o'clock we decided to all move to different rooms. <laughs> no, no. no, I took I took Eliza and Katie moved to the couch. And... Ah, I love it. We're we're taking great pleasure in in your. Uh... It's not suffering, right? It's fun. Yeah. It's all. It's all. But Aaron and I are getting a lot of good chuckles out of it, just because we've done it and we know what it's like, and it's it's just a little bit funny to see somebody else do it. Yeah. Well, we were, we were glad you guys got to meet her the other day for the first. Yeah, time. that was really nice. We got to meet Eliza. Uh, she basically just slept and then woke up and cried a little bit. Did a little feeding uh, while we drank a couple beers, like responsible parents. <laughs> I, I, we met her at a brewery, which is, I guess, a good place, an interesting place to meet a baby. But that we've talked about this before. That's kind of what. Astro people do, and it seems to be acceptable here. That's right. So that was fun. Uh, yes, Eliza. But we haven't really, I don't think we've revealed her name here, have we? Oh, maybe not. Yeah. So her name is Eliza, not to be confused with Alexa, which I, I was an early, I had early guesses. I, I had inside info about the name before people did <laughs> because you were interested in my Amazon Echo and asked if there was a diff, could you use a different, whatever it is, trigger word, then, then Alexa do this because you said that your baby's name would sound like it. So, I had all kinds of guesses, none of which were correct, but... But, have, but Eliza kind of sounds like Alexa, right? Yeah, it kind of does. I bet it would have set it off a few times. Yeah, and just kind of be a little confusing, I think, for her. Maybe. Maybe right. not. Maybe. I don't know. She'd start to think she was like a, like a cyborg or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eliza, turn volume off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Well, that was fun. Uh, I, I appreciate the baby updates. I hope listeners do as well. And... Uh, apologize in advance for any of of your of of your whatever your, your stumbles but i mean i haven't noticed any and and you came up with a bunch of good podcast topics yesterday so i'm i think it, maybe it's a good thing yeah maybe you know maybe I'm, I'm refocused maybe my brain functions better on less sleep or more okay. coffee i'm not sure there you go all right so today we are talking about a topic that is sort of relevant in which we went into a little bit in a previous episode when we were kind of on the same topic of having a baby and or having otherwise not much time for whatever is going on in your life. So today we are covering a bunch of our go-to meals for, you know, just easy things when you're kind of in a pinch, um, things that are fairly simple to get on the table. They also have, for me, the ones that are simplest happen to be the cheapest for the most part, unless you're resorting to buying frozen food or something. And honestly, even that isn't usually that expensive. Uh, so we're going to go through a bunch of those and, uh, I think that's kind of it. Just sort of a, a little bit of a practical episode with some, hopefully, some things that people will actually look up or listen to or make on their own. Most of these aren't recipes that you would need to, you know, follow step by step. They're more kinds of ideas about meals that uh, 
that work, which is kind of the, I mean, that's, that's the type of meal that works in a pinch is where you don't need all these certain specific ingredients. You can kind of throw things together. So, uh, we're doing that in hopes of, of you, the listener being able to have more time to do whatever it is that you're, you're after, right? We're in, we're at the beginning of a new year and people are motivated and goal oriented. So maybe Doug, we're doing our part to keep people on track with new year's resolutions. Yeah. And, and I'll say that, uh, you know, I'm looking through my list right now and, I, it's just occurring to me that basically all of these are recipes that can use, you know, any vegetables in the fridge pretty much. It's kind of just whatever you have on hand, you can turn it into these meals. So Good. I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get to that, really quick announcement about the No Meat Athlete Cookbook, which is my new book, which I co-wrote with my friend Stephanie Romine. Uh, it is available for pre-order. Our cover has been released. The the Forward was written by Rich Roll, which we didn't really announce until now because it's directly on the cover. It says Forward by Rich Roll. Uh, so that is available for pre-order. It's at nomeatathlete.com slash cookbook. If you go there, it'll redirect you to our publisher's page where you can then choose from all the different booksellers to pre-order it. Uh, if you'd like to support the show or support the brand, that's one of the very best ways to do it. It really, really does help uh, the pre-orders. They tell Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all those other companies that uh, that the book people care about this, and it tells tells them to stock the book and order lots of them, and that is a good thing, not just for us, but for this whole movement. Uh, and Doug, we received a major award yesterday that, uh, <laughs> though not not suitable for framing in any way, like that one award we received. Uh, Sports Illustrated, the the publication that we all know and love, famous for their football phones, put us <laughs> on si.com. They they did a seven the seven best health and wellness books of 2017 and somehow our book which doesn't come out till may is on there we we got on the list of seven books in mainstream pub- publication that is not about vegan stuff and i think we're the only vegan book on there uh which that to me was a was a victory not just for us but really to, to get a vegan book in a mainstream publication like that so that that was really cool we have not been on sports illustrated before so uh if you want to see that anyone listening it's just google like si.com seven best health books of 2017 and you will find the article for that yeah that was pretty cool to see you up there and to see the book up there and to and to see your cover nice and big right there on sports illustrated yeah it was cool and surprising i don't know how they get that got that i don't think anybody sent like advanced copies or whatever i don't, I don't honestly know anything about it <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery well another one of those things best left unsolved i think <laughs> there you go <laughs> All right, so let's get to our episode. By the way, that is again nomadathlete.com slash cookbook if you'd like to check it out and consider pre-ordering. Okay, let's do it, Doug. Go to meals. Um, I will begin. My my perhaps most common go-to meal, if I got to just run into a store and get something, is barbecue tempeh tacos. Uh, it is a recipe that I got from Rip Esselstyn's book, My Beef with Meat, which has since been retitled. I think it's now called, uh, ah, I'm going to mess it up. Sorry, it's it's. I'll, I will look it up as you were talking, Doug, and, and revisit that. I'm sorry I didn't prepare that in advance. It's something having to do with plant powered, uh, or or something like that. <laughs> plant strong is, is sorry. Plant strong is their name, and that's that's probably what the book is. But I will look that up. Anyway, you, some of these are going to be from books that we're mentioning. You don't have to go buy these books. I mean, that one's not a bad one to go buy, but you don't have to. You can Google Google like my beef with meat, barbecue tempeh tacos, and you will certainly find a blogger who has done their own version of it and similar with any of these other recipes we're mentioning. Uh, but anyway, it's it's basically barbecue sauce. You get the healthiest one you can. You get some tempeh. You mix it all up in a pan for like five minutes. 
add some cilantro, some pineapple, and put it on corn tortillas, and you have a delicious meal, especially if you add red cabbage. So that's, uh, that's one very, very quick, very few ingredients, and very easy to, to just throw together when you need to. Great. Yeah. I love, I've had those, and they are delicious. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so in the same, um, on the same food aisle, I don't know, no, same part of the world, coming from the same part of the world, uh, is, is our sweet potato burritos, which are my go-to, like, we probably have these at least once a week. I know you're not a sweet potato fan, but we love these quick and easy burritos, and it's my, it's also my uh, pre-race dinner for the night before ah, race. okay. Uh, and, like bas- and basically all it is, which, by the way, for a standard pre-race dinner, you should have something that is quick and easy, not something you have to work really hard for. And um, you should have a standard pre-race dinner, because then you find something that works and you don't need to, you know, try new things, because that, that's not a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah. So how would, how would one make such a thing? Sweet potato burritos. Yeah. I'm, no, they're... Not step by step, but in the general vague sense. Yeah. No, basically you're just sauteing uh, sweet potatoes and, um, and then whatever kind of other peppers or, or vegetables you want to put in there. Uh, and then I do black beans and rice and, you know, and then a, a salsa, some fresh cilantro, tomato, guacamole or avocado. Um, and that's about it. I mean, basically you're just, you're adding some typical kind of you know, Mexican spices to taco spices to, um, to the sweet potatoes and, and then saute it all up and add it and stuff it inside a burrito. There you go. Burritos are very, very easy to make and can be done with lots and lots of different vegetables. Um, Doug, as a, as a bit of a spoiler, are many of your recipes Southwestern slash Mexican inspired? You know, uh, I, I, I tried very hard not to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I found that a bunch of mine are. I don't, I don't know what it is about that kind of food, but it's pretty easy just to throw it together. And that has turned out to be, I've got like seven recipes here or something, and it seems like four of them are, are that, that uh, genre or whatever the word is. Yeah, no, I, I realized as I was writing them all out that, and then I ended up kind of replacing a couple of them, but I, <laughs> I, I agreed. And I don't know if it's that rice and beans combo that's just super easy and cheap or, um, or what, but. Right. Yep. All right. Well, my next one uh, is not Mexican at all. It is Italian, which is my other genre that I tend to go to all the time. Uh, and this is that we, we will throw together pizza mm. in whatever means possible and usually can make a pretty good, healthy version of it that the kids will eat, um, which, by the way, is also a, a criterion here for all of mine. I think they're not going to be very exotic dishes because they're all like when I'm making a go-to throw together in a pinch meal – it's got to be one that the kids like too, and they just don't get into spicy, exotic flavors at all. They want pretty basic stuff, although healthy. So to make pizzas, uh, what we do, really, the, I mean, any kind of store-bought crust, store-bought crust you want uh, will do. It's fun to make your own crust, but that is not really what we're talking about here for the in-a-pinch thing. Uh, you can buy a frozen pizza dough in the store. Lots of grocery stores have those, uh, even whole wheat versions, and, and you do want to stick to whole wheat if you can. Uh, you know, in a pinch, like now and then, if it's the difference between you guys eating and not eating on a night, then go for the white crust. It's fine. I wouldn't make a habit of that. You don't ever want to, like, like I've talked about before, you do not want to build habits around things that are less than ideal. Uh, but if it's an exception and you got to just do the white flour, hey, you make a pretty good pizza. Uh, but the problem with the frozen crusts is that you got to get them out, like start thawing them. Well, I guess most people have microwaves, but... <laughs> because we don't, you need to put it out like eight hours ahead of time or else it's still going to be frozen when it comes time to make the pizza. Uh, so that's one way to do it. 
what I like to do better than that, though, is get the uh, at Whole Foods. They have these thin crust whole wheat things that are that are like zip whatever. <laughs> I'm not I'm not very. Uh, How much sleep did you get last night? Yeah, I know. Really, <laughs> stumbling a lot of words today. Whatever vacuum packed. They're vacuum packed crusts, so they're they're yeah. just kind of kept hanging up. They cook up very very quickly. As for sauce and cheese, you can do store bought sauce. That's fine, but I really like to keep my own sauce on hand and all you have to do to make a really really good sauce is buy whole peeled tomatoes they don't have to be san marzano but they can if you want them to be really good but just blend up whole peeled tomatoes in your vitamix or your blend tech or whatever and then put them in a pan in a pot and just saute them for like not saute simmer them for 20 minutes or so over low to medium low heat and uh, if you want to add garlic if you want to add onions if you want to add oil salt these things will all make it better some of them will make it more healthy uh, but really, you can just you could just simmer whole peeled tomatoes and have a pretty darn good sauce. So that's what I like to do for so- sauce, and I keep that on hand or keep it frozen. Yeah. Do you do you typically freeze it, or do you make a big batch and just have it in the fridge? I usually make a big batch and, and I eat it fast enough because I just if I have it, I'll just make all kinds of Italian dishes and pastas and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I do make a double or triple batch, I sometimes do freeze it, and it works really well that way. Uh, so, but again, you don't have to do that. You can get a store bought sauce. Just kind of keep an eye on the the sugar and the oil in there that's that's kind of the those are the, the things that you get in store-bought sauces that aren't ideal and cheese a lot of them have cheese in them yeah that's parmesan. true they do so you got to look out for that too speaking of cheese what we do for the parmesan is actually the the only real insight that i have here with this recipe is there's a wonderful parmesan cheese recipe that we actually just make and this is a, a vegan recipe of course but we sprinkle that on the pizza did you ever eat the chef boyardee pizzas doug when you were little sure yeah i grew up eating those things and the cheese was like this powdered stuff that you would sprinkle on and then Those bake. are the pizzas that you didn't actually cook, right? That you like, or it was the... like a, you got like a little, I think like a little mixture that you would stir with water or something and make the dough. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, I'm and, thinking and, of something and, else, but I have had that too. Yeah. yeah. And a sauce packet and then this sprinkly cheese stuff. And they tasted really good when I was little. I mean, probably pretty gross as far as ingredients now, but this kind of harks back to that for me using this Parmesan cheese sprinkle, which works on a thousand other things too. Uh, and we use it all the time and we keep this in the fridge for, for a few weeks usually. Um, but the recipe is one that is inspired by Minimalist Baker's Everyday Cooking, a very, very good cookbook, by the way, if you're in the market for a new one besides the No Made Athlete Cookbook. <laughs> and uh, the recipe, I hope they don't mind me just saying what this recipe is. It's so simple, I can't imagine somebody would try to copyright it. But this might not even be theirs. This might be my adapted one. But it's uh, a cup of raw cashews, a quarter cup of nutritional yeast, three quarters teaspoon of salt and one teaspoon of garlic powder. You just blend those up together and you can adjust the salt or the garlic powder amount according to your, your taste. Uh, but it's a wonderful, versatile cheese recipe that, that does a really nice job of mimicking like the, the green can Parmesan cheese. I like it. Yeah, yeah so, so uh, pizza was one of mine as well, but I'm curious what toppings you typically put on other than the cheese. So we don't do a lot of toppings because our kids get fussy about that. Um, we, one of them likes olives, one of them likes mushrooms, but the other one doesn't. So it doesn't work that well. But what we typically do, just because I try to get onions every single day, uh, particularly red onions, which are much healthier and just provide lots of good stuff that yellow and white onions do not, uh, I just will, will saute, even just water saute, some red onions sliced up in the pan. And usually I will, I will put that with the sauce before topping with the cheese. Mm. So that's that's our typical topping, but I like mushrooms and olives, but otherwise not too much. How about you? Yeah, so we do a vi- something very similar. We oftentimes will have uh, those those thin crust whole wheat 
pizza doughs, which mm-hmm. um, you can get at other places other than Whole Foods. They're, I think they're probably at most grocery stores, um, mm-hmm. but but not a different brand, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, we we typically make homemade sauce, do a big batch of it, and freeze it, and uh, have it on hand, and then just throw on a bunch of whatever, whatever kind of peppers and onions and other vegetables we have that seem like they would be good, uh, and then almost always top with arugula or. Or sometimes we'll put kale on top and, and cook that a little bit. But the arugula we'll do raw um, mm-hmm. after we pull it out. And typically no cheese or, or a little bit of, of you know, dairy-free cheese if we're, if we're looking for that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. It's super easy and, and awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people, maybe not people who eat this way, but people who think about eating this way is they kind of imagine that you can't eat pizza anymore. Uh, unless you're putting some what they think is gross cheese on there, and I can understand how one would think the that the fake kind of store bought cheeses, vegan cheeses, are sort of gross. I mean, they're they're strange, and they're not most of them, other than the artisan ones, aren't uh, particularly healthy for you. Or so, cheesy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, right. Uh, but you don't you don't even need to have cheese, and you can make a pretty good something that is like pizza. If you don't want to call it pizza, fine, call it flatbread with sauce and vegetables and everything else on it. Uh, but but you know. Something melty and and hot and cheesy is not really a requirement for a really good meal. So you can you can use pizza to inspire something that is very good still, even if by the strictest standards it's not it's not pizza. But in Italy they do this the marinara style pizza as it's called um, is just a pizza with red sauce on it and it's a garlicky mm-hmm. red sauce and they put basil but there is no cheese on that and it is a you know what what's more traditional pizza country than Italy and so they there is none. There truly is none, Doug. That is that is a true did you know, know Doug? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna since since you have pizza as well, I'm gonna move on to my next one, which is right on the same theme, and that is pasta with chickpeas and greens. Uh, so uh, we have a problem getting our son to eat beans. He doesn't like chickpeas. He doesn't like their texture, and won't eat them. But it turns out. That in I believe in Puglia, which is the heel of the boot in Italy, if I'm not mistaken, they do a lot with chickpeas, and uh, they have a pasta sauce that that is basically red sauce, but you stir in chickpea, you stir in pureed chickpeas into it. So what I would do is puree a can or a whole can of chickpea, or sorry, a half can or a whole can of chickpeas. If I'm only doing the half, I will keep the other chickpeas out and actually top some people's pasta with those, not my son's. Um, but so you take the take the can take the cooking liquid or the man my i'm just terrible today take the liquid from the can and the beans half the beans or all the beans doesn't matter put them in a blender you make a nice puree out of it if you need to add more water you can add more water to make it you know pourable and just pour as much of that as you want into your sauce and it'll start to lighten the color of it but you are infusing it with all this good bean nutrition and beans are just such one of the best things you can eat every single day so that is how we get my son to eat chickpeas, and it is in a way that is consistent with a nice Italian cooking tradition. Uh, if you want to kind of you know add more flavor to that, that I think makes it very nice, you can add some fennel seed because typically that dish is served with like uh, broccoli rabe and sausage. So we put whatever greens we have on hand. If we've got something like broccoli rabe, wonderful, but that's not a huge hit with the kids. So any kind of greens will work in there, uh, or no greens if you don't have them. But the fennel seed to me kind of adds that sausagey flavor and i mean if you really wanted you could use vegan sausage but that's kind of besides the point here of of healthy food yeah so you know just uh, no other instructions right just just make a whatever red sauce you want stir in that chickpea puree chickpea puree 
And then you can top with chickpeas. You can add the chickpeas directly, the whole chickpeas into your sauce if you want to have that going on. But very, very simple dish that you can throw together quickly that uh, packs a lot of nutrition. That's interesting. We do a lot of chickpea pastas with red sauce sometimes without, you know, without red sauce other times. Um, but I've never considered pureeing it and adding that into the sauce. That's, that sounds good. Yes. And you then serve with a, a heart-healthy red wine. Like, uh, what are some of the good? Negro Amaro is the grape that they serve, that they use in Puglia, which is delicious and wonderful. And so is Primitivo. And there are blends of those. You can get them individually. Um, but whatever it is. By the way, heart, heart, I don't really say the word. Well, I do say it. I don't really mean it when I say heart-healthy red wine. That's kind of my my uh, ironic euphemism that I employ around our house. So anytime I will talk about <laughs> red wine to Aaron and say, hey, you want a glass of heart-healthy red wine? Or you want to open a bottle of heart-healthy red wine tonight? Or you want to go out and get... A glass of heart-healthy red wine. I just put it in front of it, I guess, in some way making fun of people who who, uh, who do that with their foods. To <laughs> <laughs> just justify a, uh, an yeah, indulgence. Yeah, people like, yeah. to, like they point out when their food is healthy if it seems like an indulgence. Like someone will say, like, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have this with some healthful maple syrup. And like, <laughs> realize saying healthful doesn't actually make it that way, right? But so that, that is how I make fun of those people. Oh. Man, I always thought that Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream was helpful because someone told me that. Start calling it heart healthy or something, and and or or compassionate or something. And... <laughs> compassionate. <laughs> All, right. All right, my next one is uh, coconut curry, which nice. uh, which we start with the sauce recipe, which is I've shared on Nomad Athlete before. It's it's uh, you can find it at the sauce system or or slash sauce dash system yeah. sauce dash system. Tripping over my s's there, um, okay. and and you know it's it's really really easy what we do. We just uh, do some tofu, and then again whatever vegetables we have that we want to, uh, maybe some kale and um, peppers and onions, that kind of thing. Saute that up, add the sauce in after after that stuff is ready. Just to kind of warm the sauce and. Um, coat the vegetables and then pour it over rice and, and that's all you it's all you need to know it's it's quick and easy and uh very delicious you could also instead of tofu you could do something like chickpeas or something like that mm-hmm. and uh i like it and that's a that's a nice dish to me that doesn't i mean i haven't tasted that particular dish but i know what coconut curry tastes like and to me it doesn't taste like something that just you threw together really quickly so it, i think it would you, you might impress your guest there doug with a yeah. with a nice quick meal Absolutely. Uh, that sauce is some toast Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, the, the sauce is pretty easy. It's really straightforward, but, um, you know, it has, like, the coconut. It has a bunch of different spices in it, um, and then, you know, the curry curry powder and stuff like that. So it, it, it tastes a little more complex than it actually is. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is that that sauce system post is actually, first of all, really good post that I kind of forgot about, but... Uh, Thanks, Matt. <laughs> well, I, I'm saying it's a really good post. It just, <laughs> for some reason, it has just gotten buried. I just, I don't have, I don't, we don't talk about it that much. Uh, but that would be really good for someone who's into this episode and is, is you know, just licking their chops at all these meal ideas. Go look at that post because it has a, it provides a nice system for making meals that don't taste like they were really quick or convenient or practical, but actually are by having all these different sauces. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, my other, my other note that I forgot to mention is, uh, Rip Esselstyn's book, as I said, I would give the correct name it's called plant strong discover the world's healthiest diet with 150 engine two recipes and it was my beef with me but they they i don't know i don't know why i like that title but they changed it to plant strong great okay moving on doug on this this episode which is kind of uh we're stumbling a lot i don't 
really know what's going on. Maybe it's because we're we're doing it via Skype instead of in person. Yeah, we need to we need to rekindle that connection. I know. We need to. <laughs> we need to. It's it's an electric connection. Actually, you yeah. know, what? before we get to the next ones, why don't we pause for a second to thank our sponsors? Yes, regroup, thank our sponsors, and yep. we'll come back ready to go. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So Matt, my morning routine for the past month or so has been to wake up with the baby, head upstairs, chug a glass of water, then refill that cup with water and a scoop of Athletic Greens mix. It has become my go-to way of getting a super quick and easy complete whole food supplement and a much needed boost for my day after an inconsistent night of sleep. I just looked it up and one serving has the antioxidant equivalent of 12 servings of vegetables. The Athletic Greens powder comes in these big multi-use packages, which, Doug, you should know you need to keep in the refrigerator. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes, you do. I, I found that out a little bit too late, which oh. will give you somewhere around 30 servings. But for No Meat Athlete listeners, they're giving away nearly $100 worth of single-serving travel packs, which you do not need to keep in the fridge, when you place an order. Since Aaron and I are traveling this weekend, those packs will be perfect. To learn more and make sure you claim the bonus servings, head over to athleticgreens.com slash no meat. That's athleticgreens.com slash no meat. And this episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Health IQ, the life insurance company that advocates for vegan and health-conscious lifestyles. Matt, I like a company that looks at a business model and tries to do it differently. And that's exactly what Health IQ does. They unapologetically advocate directly for health-conscious people to receive financial rewards when it comes to life insurance. They look at your diet, how much you run, whether or not you swim, lift weights, or do yoga, and use that data to get you lower rates. Research has shown, Doug, that people who actively exercise have 22% lower cancer risk, 50% lower heart disease risk, and 34% lower risk of early death. Why not be rewarded for taking care of yourself? Head over to healthiq.com slash no meat. That's one word to learn more on all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. Matt, you know, I think part of the problem is that uh, we're doing this a lot earlier than normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's true, because I'm leaving town soon, as we mentioned, yep. for a little little getaway. And uh, and so I think that, that we're not quite as awake, <laughs> awoken, <laughs> or whatever. All right. What anyway. are you going to do? So hopefully hopefully, listeners will forgive us, because we're, I don't know, because we make good episodes usually. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, what else you got? But the, but the information is good. I will say that. These, are, these really are good meals. Uh, and they're things that they kind of have come together over a lot of, not, not a lot of years, but a good number of years of eating this way. Um, I've kind of just, for me, honed in on these recipes as ones that are all really, really healthy and, uh, and are quite simple. So I do believe this is good information that far outweighs the, the verbal stumbling we are doing. Uh, all right. So this one is more of a lunch, but I have done it. In fact, I've done it this week for dinner and that is salad with beans and nut based dressing. Not particularly exciting. I know, but I want to mention this because a lot of people, I've run into people who say things like, I need to do better with my diet. I need to be better about meal planning because I find myself on a lot of nights just eating vegetables and hummus and a smoothie and calling that dinner. And to me, I'm like, that is probably healthier than 95% of the meals you're going to plan. If you were just eating that every night, I mean, I don't know, you probably want some more variety than that. But you're just eating whole foods. I mean, your hummus, I guess you could make hummus as bad as you want to, but assuming it's a fairly healthy version of hummus, then you're basically eating beans, probably some tahini, which is just ground sesame seeds. So that's nuts and seeds, wonderful. Uh, fruits, vegetables, you know, maybe you have some sort of grain with that, like a piece of whole wheat bread or cider rice. I mean, that, to me, that's a perfect meal, even though it feels just thrown together. So when you are out of food or out of 
food that you could cook and make a nice hot meal, don't forget the idea that I mean, you could just make a salad, you could put half a can of beans on it, whatever kind of dressing you have. If you just have vinegar, you can put that on there and it works as a dressing and then make yourself a little smoothie or have some fruit and your body will probably enjoy the chance to eat something that is mostly raw and fresh and not this giant heavy meal. So could be dinner. More often for me, it's lunch. Uh, and it basically just involves putting together some greens. I, If I've got it on hand, I like to mix a milder green like green leaf lettuce or romaine with one of the more bitter type of greens that often can be cruciferous like arugula or baby kale or something like that uh, just to get a little bit more, more healthy stuff in the greens. Uh, and then I will top it with whatever vegetables we have on hand. If I've got some sort of cruciferous vegetable like red cabbage on hand, which we often do just because we like red cabbage a lot. Uh, that works. A little bit of broccoli, carrots, whatever, literally whatever you have on hand, put it into your dress, into your salad. Uh, add half a can of beans. I like chickpeas for this. Chickpeas for me just work well with salads. Uh, but you can use black beans or any other bean you enjoy. And if you're going to make this a habitual thing, make the dressing nut-based. Uh, you want some good fats in there, but they're better to come from whole nuts than from oil. So Google nut-based dressings, you will find all kinds of ideas. There's some good ranch ones. There are some good, like, sesame, uh, you know, based on tahini-flavored dressings. Uh, those are the two that I typically do for oil-free. And if you really want to treat, you can, you can heat up those chickpeas or beans. You can heat that up. Uh, if you want to drizzle a little oil in the pan, you'll get them nice and crispy, and that can be a good thing. Uh, just make it a little bit more like a traditional hot dinner. Uh, but that meal, I, I do that all the time, and I feel like I'm treating my body very well when I do it. We do that, that. This is one of mine too. Um, we do a dinner, so it's it's actually the dinner um, once at least once a week during the summer because it's just like a super fresh and light dinner and really easy, you know, greens. And, and so one thing we'll we'll do often is, is theme it. So we'll do like a Greek salad or a Mexican salad or something like that that um, then has those types of vegetables and those types of flavors and that type of dressing on top. Just I don't know why, but for some reason that makes it feel more like a more like a meal, but. Mm-hmm. You know, chickpeas or black beans, um, uh, olives, you know, different vegetables, whatever we have, and uh, a good dressing, and you know, something to top it off with avocado or, or something else that kind of feels more like a treat, and you know, a couple slices of, of whole wheat bread, and, and you have a really good meal. And and if you you can make it a huge salad, I remember making a salad for dinner and having some people over, um, kind of on a spontaneous night one time. So <laughs> not not the best meal if you want to. <laughs> treat your friends but you know it was kind of like they were they wanted to come over and we were having salad that night for dinner so i just made a big one and uh one of them commented of how like what a massive salad i had and <laughs> you know if it's your dinner then then you just load it up you know yeah there you go and a massive salad what i like about that is that it can it'll it'll kill two hours of your night if you're just working on that salad <laughs> it just yeah. takes so long yeah. <laughs> yeah so if you're just bored and you got nothing to do just make a giant salad and that can be your entertainment just just chew it up good uh, did your friend put a put a what vegans eat Instagram hashtag up that night, Doug? <laughs> Probably, yeah. They're like, oh, I'll never come back to this place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so on the topic of salads, one more thing I have to say about it is it, people get bored with salads, and I understand that. Just add something. You mentioned olives, Doug, which is a good idea. Uh, you know, I for, for some reason we had green olives because my daughter loves olives. So we today, or sorry, not today, two days ago, three days ago, I just put five olives on my salad and it adds some sodium for sure but like it just made that salad more interesting right now every right. bite that has an olive in it is good some people do the same thing with with dried cherries or something and just mix it up put whatever on there that's dried tomatoes good. there you go 
uh, pistachios. I mean, all kinds of things could make a salad just a little more, a little different. Um, yeah, I and I didn't mention. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. I think that's why we we do the, like the themed salads instead of just kind of right anything because then it does taste a little different and, and a little more interesting than uh, than just you know greens and 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 peppers. Yep, totally. All right, uh, moving on. I got a quick one here. Black bean and zucchini tacos. This actually is a recipe, but I'm pretty sure you can find this one online. Just look up black bean zucchini tacos. It's from Isa Chandra Moskowitz's book, Appetite for Reduction, which is an underappreciated book of hers that I really like. Uh, just has a very, just probably her healthiest cookbook and a lot of good, healthy go-to recipes in there. But uh, these black bean and zucchini tacos are very easy. And as I said, you can probably look that up and find a blogger's version of it. So that's one. Uh, now I'm I'm kind of Southwest themed. The rest of the the rest of the list here, Doug. This Why don't is you one. Going through them, yeah. Go ahead. I, I mean, I'll do that. Um, <clears throat> what my kids like to eat, oddly enough, is refried beans on corn tortillas. That is one of their favorite meals. That is our in a pinch meal for if Aaron and I are making something that is a little more complicated or more interesting for us, and we're saying the kids are there's no way they're going to eat this. We just have refried beans on hand. You make sure you get good ones. Don't get the junk versions but get a nice good one you can get them without oil if you'd like very easy and corn tortillas we just heat them up we sprinkle some of that parmesan cheesy sprinkle in there and uh that's that's one of the kids favorite meals and to me honestly i, I can eat it too it's you know you i mean you want to add some greens in our kids aren't great about that but uh if you can put some lettuce on there or in there and make it like a tostada or whatever or like a like a taco if you want uh then that's a good thing for sure but in a pinch refried beans and corn tortillas and our kids love it Sounds and great. finally, my last one, which is probably the simplest of all of them, is to take a potato, bake it or boil it or do whatever, whatever you need to do to cook that potato, microwave it if you've got a microwave, and then dress it up. And my favorite way to dress it up is in Southwest style. And that means pouring salsa on it, just whatever jarred salsa you have. We have a Trader Joe's one that's kind of low on sodium, and I like that. Uh, add avocado, lime juice, jalapeno slices, black beans, cilantro, whatever else you want to do to make that flavorful and it doesn't have to be southwest you sure you could theme it differently but to me it's just big bowl of goodness when i do all that stuff uh and that that's that feels like no cooking at all right to make up to get a potato heated up so that you can eat it and then dump a bunch of things on there to, it feels like we've we've gotten a pass from cooking that night and still managed to be <laughs> pretty healthy yeah so. i like that we did that just the other night actually oh yeah yeah good uh, right, so and don't forget buffalo sauce and hot sauce. They will they will work mm. on it. Like like the ranch salad dressing, you put some of that on there, and it suddenly it becomes this new delicious thing. And it could work on the Southwest stuff as well. Absolutely. All right, so I got two more. They're both quick and easy. Uh, the first is roasted veggies, where we just take vegetables, put them on a baking sheet, and bake them along with some chickpeas or something like that until they're cooked and ready to go, and then just put that over, uh, you could do it over pasta, you can do it over rice, you can do it um, kind of any way you want to. It's mm-hmm. super easy, and um, just what you can use whatever's in the fridge. And then Good. the other one, which is one we're doing a lot during the winter, is the what Katie calls is whatever's in the fridge soup, and it's just a use vegetable broth, uh, usually a can of tomatoes, and some sort of bean, and then add a bunch of vegetables and um, you know some greens and things like that, and cook it up, cook it down, and yeah, and you got some delicious soup. Yeah, oh, usually like some it. pasta or something like that, just to kind of give it a little bit more, make it a little more feel, filling, right? And, which uh, would make it, which would make it technically a grain, a green, and a bean, 
There you go. Which is my favorite trio in a meal. Uh, which is actually a good a good thing to bring up is that I would imagine most of the things we've mentioned you could by incorporating one thing or another or just being a little lenient with the way you define green right maybe you're talking about a vegetable being green um, most of these are that and when I mentioned grain green bean as a really really good go to dinner option I think a lot of people kind of think it's only one type of thing it's going to be like I don't know quinoa kale and beans and it's that every night but so many different things tacos burritos soups all these different things can actually if you think about them in the right way can be grain and green and bean so that that's a nice framework for for thinking about go-to meals absolutely okay wonderful um well doug i think we should wrap this episode up before we stumble over more words because this has not been our uh our most what's the what's the word here doug see i don't even have a word for that (laughs) Our most eloquent episode. No, definitely not. But but I think it was good, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's fun to always fun to kind of think back on on our go to meals and and take a look at what we're really eating. Yes, wonderful. Uh, I will say, in defense of Stephanie Romine, who who wrote or developed most of the recipes in the Nomad Athlete Cookbook, uh, these these would not have made the cookbook. Most of these, just, <laughs> the, the meals in the cookbook, while practicality. Flexibility, that that was first and foremost in our mind. It was this stuff has to be doable. The ingredients have to be findable. The techniques can't be complicated. It's got to be for someone who's busy and athletic and probably has a family. But she, being much more of a cooking mind than I am, uh, came up with things that are far more interesting than what we've mentioned here, uh, while not necessarily being any harder. So just don't want to make people think since we're talking about the cookbook, and I'm going to encourage you one more time to go pre-order that at nomadathlete.com slash cookbook. Um, don't want to don't want to confuse the two so much and make people think that this is the kind of stuff that's in the cookbook. Right, that's a good point. <laughs> more interesting than this. Yes, far more interesting. All right, well, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for bearing with us during our our verbal troubles today. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's because we're not together. Maybe it's because uh, you know what? I'm going to blame the baby, Doug. Blame the baby for your for your verbal troubles. Exactly. And I'm going to go ahead and say that next week we're finally going to get together to record an episode. I am too. I'm going to be relaxed and rejuvenated from my little romantic getaway. Maybe we'll have a beer. It's possible. You never know. Maybe that's the problem. People like the holiday episode, and we had some beers. So I know they do. I don't want to encourage drinking. Like, and just tell people, like, make people think we drink all the time, and that drinking all the time is good because uh, uh, it's certainly not. But, but it's heart healthy. <laughs> it's heart. Yeah, if we had heart, heart healthy red wine, then perhaps we could do it. Or if we just started calling beer heart healthy, then we could do. It. No, maybe not. Okay. All right. No, no beer. All right. Fine. All right. But we'll be together. All right. Wrap it up. Everyone, enjoy your weekend or week, whatever it is. And thank you for listening.